Get out of my pub. Get out of my pub right now! I'm not going anywhere. Hello and welcome to Get Out of My Pods. I'm Una. I'm Nav. How are you, Nav? Pretty good. We're at episode three. Woo! Who would have thought it? This... I know, we've come so far. Right, exactly. <laughs> Una, we've got fans now. I know, right? Right. I hear you've been getting fan mail, Una. Well, okay, he didn't officially said, say that he's listened to the podcast, but I think, yeah, let's let's put the star on his fan mail. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm counting it. Uh, so someone on Twitter messaged me, it's at... At Balf Malark. Oh yeah, on yeah. Twitter. That's probably some me. kind of witty reference that I don't really understand. Yeah, it's beyond me. Yeah. This world. Um, saying with a qu- it's a query about old school EastEnders, basically that he thought that maybe me or you, the Encyclopedia of EastEnders history, can answer. Have, I'm going to have a massive failure. Said it might be a Mandela effect type thing, but. <laughs> But my brother and I vividly recall a Valentine's episode in the early 2000s where Phil Mitchell buys Lisa Fowler or maybe another one of his girlfriends. Mm, there's some, been many. Yeah, there's yeah. been a, a number. Yeah. Some lingerie. An argument ensues and the girlfriend storms out. The episode episode carries on as normal. Unremarkably, maybe. He's uh, clarified. The girlfriend decides against staying mad at Phil and returns home only to find Phil in order to surprise and win her back has put the lingerie on himself. This is incredible. Do you know what? I feel like I've got a memory of this happening, but I don't know if that's my mind playing tricks on me. I've got absolutely no memory of this happening, but it's kind of before my time. Yeah, I think. yeah. Just before my time. I'd say it's slap bang in my time, so I feel like I should be doing better on this. But I guess, you know, listeners, if you've got any recollection of this, get in touch. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't recommend Googling... <laughs> Phil Mitchell lingerie. I would highly recommend Phil Mitchell <laughs> in lingerie. It sounds like the sort of thing that might have happened, like when Phil Mitchell delivered a baby over Christmas. Like, yeah, there are, he does have these tender trans moments. I don't yeah. know if that's uh, the right way to describe that, but um, trans Phil, trans Phil. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there for that. <laughs> I'm there for seeing Phil at the Pride March. Oh yeah, yeah, totally, absolutely. Okay, so sorry. I can't remember your name. Balf, Balf Malark. Yeah, we've, we've been really bad. We haven't done our homework this week. Yeah, but any listeners out there, if you remember this episode. Right, absolutely. Because now apparently does, but has yeah. no more information for and us. Now I'm starting to worry, is it just a dream I've had like, <laughs> repeatedly over the years? You've repeatedly had a dream about Phil Mitchell and Andre. I mean, are you pretending you haven't? <laughs> Look, not repeatedly, okay? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, talking of fan mail though, Una... Just want to give a shout out to uh, an old colleague of mine, Dawn Jarvis. Yeah, number um, one fan. Absolutely stalwart in supporting us and giving some great advice. She also um, gave us, uh, pointed out when we were querying when Dr. Leg would have his funeral, pointed out that he's Jewish, so he would have his funeral pretty much in 24 hours. Yeah. So thanks for that. And also corrected me. I think I was calling her Kate the Punk. But as we've seen, actually, it's uh, it's Mary the Punk. But, oh, um, yeah. I did think that when she came on a Monday. I was like... Which mm, punk is this? Yeah. Now it's got the wrong punk. <laughs> but yeah, no, shout out to Dawn Jarvis and uh, yeah, keep on sending your reams of fan mail in. It's like we've got an entire bag sitting in the corner. It's absolute mayhem. Yeah, isn't we it? can't promise that we'll have time to go through everything, but we appreciate it. <laughs> we do appreciate it. Do appreciate it. Any other EastEnders related news you want to pick up before we, we get into the episodes? Um, well, just I guess a weekly update on my fun 
EastEnders oh. Wikipedia-ing, mm-hmm, which is something mm-hmm, I do mm-hmm. as a hobby. I just Una's like, EastEnders rabbit hole. Yeah. We'll call it. <laughs> it's because there was Lofty and Kate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not Kate, Mary. <laughs> we just renamed um, a character. Yeah, so I like to, if I don't know that much about character, I like to Google them and read their story. Somewhere on the rabbit hole took me back to Dexter, a character mm, from 2013. Yeah, yeah. Um, and another young black character. And I read through his storyline, even though I did watch it at the time, so I do remember him. Yeah, yeah. And found out that he also had an absent black father storyline. Really disappointing. Really disappointing. Really. Come on, EastEnders. Yeah. Like, give your young black men some proper storylines. Really bad. Yeah. Weirdly, that's literally just reminded me. The woman who played Dexter's mother, she's kind of within the circle of a friend of mine. And just I remember around the time having a dance with her. No way. Just, you know, we're all at our thing and we're all, all dancing together. So there we go. I've never seen her in anything else since. <laughs> well, she, she was only on for a little while, wasn't she? Only on for a little while. I don't think she was the best best actor i like dexter a lot he was was a great character well i've not seen him in anything else no yeah because he was a good actor as well wasn't he he? was yeah disappointing disappointing storyline in the show come on eastenders get your act together not not happy about this what i am very happy about though Mm -hmm. is something that i saw when i was scrolling through my social media timeline was um one of these fact checking websites was uh, uh responding to a story they'd received which was um that EastEnders are going to be running Arabic subtitles <laughs> for the show. Well, like not ones that you can opt out of. <laughs> yeah, just no, just permanently it's on TV. etched on the screen with a view to dubbing the entire show <laughs> in Arabic permanently. I'm up for it, to be honest. I'm massively up for it. Totally pro this um, 100% real right? diversity right? initiative. Right, I mean, I've been thinking about learning Arabic, so maybe this is the... The way to do it. It's basically the only thing that could motivate me enough. But do you know what? what sadly, you know, it's not true. Oh, what? It's not true. Some satire website had run the story to own the racists. And the racists were like, started circulating it as if it was true. But there are actually people on the internet yeah. getting angry about this. I mean, would you believe it? There were people on the internet getting outraged <laughs> about, a surprise. A, about a, and being racist and oh being, my gosh i know right <laughs> right yeah the world wide web um yeah so it's not true that's an idea though isn't it i mean why petition? not petition shall we <laughs> start it, should we yeah. get a change.org <laughs> position going how many signatures is it a hundred thousand signatures to get a debate in parliament easily mate Great. easily just get i'm just gonna go down the edgeware road i'll get that in <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> I'll be, I'll be done and dusted, ready to go. I mean, seriously, I do think they should have the option. I mean, yeah, why not? Like, Yeah, honestly. maybe they already do. I've right, never checked. Right. They should probably actually start with Bengali, to be honest, given the actual makeup of the East End at the moment. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say. I mean, I don't know if it's only people who live in the East End that watch East End. No, is that how it works? That is the majority, 90%, 90% of the viewership oh, okay. is, is in Mile End. <laughs> It's all, it's all true. We should probably move there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we actually discuss... Um, oh, there was something else you wanted to discuss. What was that? I the, forgot what uh, it was. You know, chuckles. The, the chuckles that we get in EastEnders from, uh, from the comedians. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because I've realised that we've done a little bit in previous episodes of like mentioning things and saying we're going to follow up on them and not following up on them. Yeah, so yeah. I followed up on no, one of them. No, that's good. We're getting a lot more diligent now. 
well, we've got a lot of fans to keep happy now. <laughs> yeah, we do, we do. But um, yeah, so last week we mentioned maybe doing a special on East End, on comedians who have been in EastEnders. And then we were like, oh, have there even been that many? I, I think was we like, named two. I think there was only two. So I Googled it. I literally just Googled comedians in EastEnders. Please tell me there's an entire Wikipedia entry. There's a, it's not a Wikipedia entry. It's some sort of like, not IMDB, but like some sort of like trivia page that does just tell you. Did you, did you create this page, Una? (laughs) This week, that's what I did. This page that I found. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure. Um, So many comedians and senders. Hit me. Uh, Mike Reed played Frank Butcher. Oh yeah, that's true. Do you know what, actually, just very quickly on that, he used to perform at my great uncle's hotel. No way. Back in the late 70s, early 80s. So there you go. Bit of trivia. of family trivia. (laughs) Um, yeah, some more obvious ones. Richard Blackwood, mm, Vincent. Yeah. Where the hell is Vincent? Well, well. Are we appara- ever going to find out? Apparently he turned up in an episode of Death in Paradise, so I think he's in the Caribbean. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Josie Lawrence played Manda. Yeah, who was involved with Gary, right? Gary and Minty. Minty, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shane Ritchie. I mean, we are... How did we not... But Shane Ritchie, yeah, okay, fair enough. (laughs) I say he's more of a variety act. Yeah, okay, it's a broad definition of comedian. But saying that, Nina... Nina? Um, <laughs> Nina Wadia. Nina Wadia. Yeah, Zainab, yeah, yeah. She definitely... I miss Zainab, she's great. We are really bad at this. And then Pauline McGlynn. Who's that? McGlynn. Uh, Mrs. Dorr from Father Ted. Do you remember when she, she came was, on to Oh, God, Eastenders? yeah. That was so brief, though, right? That was right? weird. She was quite a bad actor. Yeah. As well, because she's so good in Father Ted, obviously. I think she can just play one role. Yeah. Irish tea lady. Yeah, such mm. a shame that we'll never find out who wrote Father Ted. <laughs> <laughs> um, next one, Tamika M- Empson. Oh, yeah. Kim. Kim. Oh, my God. I actually didn't know she was a comedian, but it doesn't surprise me. Right. Actually, there was a show she did back in the early days of BBC Three, when I think it had a different name. I think it was like BBC Choice or something. But she did this amazing show with two other comedians, three black women. The show was called Three Non-Blondes. Brilliant sketch show. If you can find it online, she's absolutely hilarious. Oh, definitely look that up. Check it out. I love Kim. She's so good. So she's funny. Brilliant. Right? Right? Well, there we go. I think we've wrapped up the uh, comedians. Yeah, Chuckle probably Square. don't need to do a special on it, I don't mm, think. No, I think, <laughs> I think we're done. Actually, do you know what? As a, as a lovely segue, as you've mentioned uh, comedians... Oh, there was a lot of comedy in EastEnders this week. It was a light-hearted week. It was a light-hearted week. You need week. one of them every now and then. There were some great, great lines. I just, I want to pick up on um, the burn that Big Mo gave Kat. Um, <laughs> we'll get on to actually discussing the storylines, but um, when Ikra and Habiba were, well, Habiba was trying to get it on with Martin, and Kat was having a go at her, Big Mo turns to Kat and goes, uh, what, is there not enough married men on the square for you? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Slayers have got all the burns, haven't they? Massive burns. <laughs> so bad. What else was there? Oh, God, yeah. Do you want to Do you want to discuss the rainy joke, which I just thought was hilarious? Uh, the rainy joke. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what the wording was. Well, it, it was basically... It was very good. I, it cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, when rainy, again, Ikra Hanebiba, very central to the stories this week, um, rainy getting introduced to Habiba... And Rainy was, uh, Habiba was like, cool, named after bad weather. And Rainy was like, what? And Habiba was like, nah, nah, that's cool. It works for Stormzy. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Big, Let's talk about Ikra and Haviva. Uh, oh, uh, what, what's uh, you? Are you delighted at their arrival, or I'm delighted at the idea of their arrival. Like the yeah, I'm excited to have like a new sort of Ronnie and Roxy yeah, like yeah. fiery double act. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm, mm. I'm, I'm sensing some something you're not sure about here, Una. It's just like not very good actors. <laughs> yeah, no, um, no. Yeah, particularly Habiba. Oh, it's it's bad. It's very <laughs> stage school. <laughs> like, bad. yeah, um, and they're very posh as yeah, well. And it's a right. little bit jarring. Right. Do you think they knew posh Bobby? <laughs> Do you think they're <laughs> probably, all from the same? Probably from the same stage school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we went to like dance classes together or something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. But. I think you do see that a lot with new actors on EastEnders. So yeah, often yeah. people come on, they're not that good, and they yeah. kind of grow into the into the role and stuff. And I think the writers get better at writing for them as well, because that was kind of another thing with it. It's like the writing wasn't great for them. No. Um, and mm. a lot of the sort of storyline, like the waistcoat thing was mm. really weird. Just right. like, I don't, like a really convoluted, bizarre right. storyline. I know. Yeah, it was really bizarre. I'm trying to remember now. How did Ronnie and Roxy turn up to the square? Because they turned up with a bit of drama. It'll be fascinating to look back to see if they were terrible actresses. Yeah. Um, or, uh, or yeah, maybe these guys are just bad and they're going to stay bad. I mean, I think Ikra is yeah. a little bit better. And yeah. she's obviously got the more kind of serious storyline right, there. Right, right. Yeah, what do you make of that? Where do you think that's going? Because obviously there's something to do with money going on there, right? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Where were they living before? I, the only thing I can discern is um, they must have been with their family and uh, Ikra needs money. There's something. They've had to run away and Ikra desperately needs money. Yeah. That's as much as I think we figured out. Imagine it was something like really dark. Mm, like, it's got to be though, right? Maybe like she's running the drugs ring on, that's happening on the square. Oh, she's shit. like Edie's boss. I'd love a crossover like that. <laughs> I think, I, I think I'd love it for about like five minutes and then it would just be ludicrous. Yeah, it'd be like, ridiculous. It'd be like, it just yeah. for the reveal. And then after that, you'd be like, <laughs> for fuck's sake. This, this does not work. It's ridiculous enough them running the restaurant, sending the caterers away and the caterers just being like, okay, I yeah, guess we'll go. As opposed to, we're going to charge you for a full day at least, <laughs> yeah. if not the entire invoice. Yeah. Like just complete nonsense. Actually though, you mentioned um, uh, Evie, um, What's uh, what are your thoughts on what's going on there? They've they've come back into the frame. It's interesting to see uh, Tiff like blowing yeah. off Evie a little bit, yeah, yeah. standing up to her. I wonder what's going to happen. I think it's pretty dangerous what she's she's doing because obviously Evie's getting pretty jealous. Yeah, I love Bernie as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like both her and Tiff are just brilliant characters, brilliant actors. Right. I, do, I, do, I think I think particularly Tiffany. She's um, amazing. She's so good. But then it also makes me worry that she's not going to stay that long. Oh, yeah, because she'll have some sort of really dramatic thing. But, like, I think of her, like, a lot like Whitney, because Whitney also was an incredible actor as a kid and has really, like, they've really made her yeah. a long-term stable character. That's and true. And she had so much drama she did, yeah. early on. Oh, my God, I completely forgotten about the whole, um, you know, child grooming. Yeah. So yeah. bad, so bad. But um, Tiff... It, Maisie Smith yeah. has a music career as well. No. A bit like Charlie Winters. Is she like a triple threat? Can she dance as well? Yeah, yeah. She. I, I follow her on Instagram. She posts little videos of her what? dance lessons. 
Hearts. Yeah. Massive fan of her. Also, can I just say, it's a great touch that she pretty much wears exactly the same coat that Bianca used to wear in yeah, the square. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> just a little little nod to the past there. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely brilliant. She's a really believable daughter of Bianca. Yeah, com- yeah. completely. And she's just like, for someone that age, I say she's better than a lot of the adult characters like in oh, terms yeah. of acting-wise. Like, so good. Also, just, I felt so bad for Bernie this week. Like, But also really pleased that her like friendship slash is it more thing that she's going on with Tiffany. Where do you think they're gonna they're gonna turn that into a, a proper romance? I hope so. Because yeah. Tiff's obviously got some strong feelings yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe it'll just be a lovely love story. I would love that, but then obviously they'll do something awful like kill one of them off. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder which one they'll kill off. Well maybe Evie you mentioned this last week. You I thought, just don't think I just <laughs> Evie's gonna kill Tiffany. <gasps> or Bernie. I dunno. I think Bernie is gonna be put in danger. Definitely, oh, I think like something awful is going to happen there. Right, but she's already had a. Maybe they don't have to kill them all. No, I don't know. she's already had a denim jacket buggered by some chips from the ruffians. Yeah, how much worse can it get? <laughs> but is this is this whole thing Evie having like an emotional attachment to Tiff? Because surely she could just get someone else. She doesn't need to. I like... don't know. To be honest, it's obviously something to do with like the domestic abuse that she's like yeah. suffering and. You know, she's attached herself to somebody who's being nice and is concerned about her. Um, but they haven't really gone that far down the domestic abuse that she's suffering. Like, they've shown one incident of it. Yeah, it's not going to be a, a kind of front and central storyline, right, I don't right. think. It's just a kind of, like, context, isn't it, to right. the character, make her a bit more vulnerable. Right, exactly. Well, I hope she gets the help that she needs. And what's going on with... Is Dennis, like, fully in there now is he dealing well so bernie actually asked the question to tiffany is dennis dealing and tiffany was very adamant that she wasn't which slightly confused me because i thought he was but then maybe i've kind of just misunderstood what she's just lying she's quite good normally when people lie on eastenders it's really obvious right she's quite good actress yeah but then you want her to not uh, feel that comfortable with lying to Bernie, right? Yeah, exactly. Because that'd be really sad if she was like a really good liar yeah. to the person that she most cares about. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening with Dennis, but they do keep and hinting at his involvement in the storyline all the time, right? Yeah. I th- I really think these two storylines are going to come together with the reveal of um, Shianu to Phil. Mm. I think it's got, somehow, it's going to involve drug dealing, right. Dennis's drone. Yeah. <laughs> And so Sharon and Keanu. Oh my god! That's what I think. <laughs> well, so what? Are you, what are you making of uh, Phil going over to to save Keanu from from the ruffians, the hooligans, <laughs> the thugs, <laughs> the gangsters? Sorry, I'm done in Spain. Phil kind of went from being like really shifty about the whole yeah, thing and yeah. really like, oh, it's nothing, he's fine, yeah. and making it sound like it was dangerous to to like. Then being like, well, it wasn't that bad. I didn't expect anything to happen. Right. Just, yeah. You know what I'm... This is a prediction, which I'm not 100% confident about. But do you think uh, Phil's going to come back with Ben? <gasps> where is Ben? Is Ben in Spain? Well, he was in France, I think, last I we saw him. never remember where people go. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's usually Spain, to be fair. So I think that's all right. But yeah, I wonder if that's going to be part of the storyline. He's going to come back like... Like, Keanu will come out of the taxi and then... Because Sharon actually rang Ben. Right, so they're she? in touch. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if Phil's going to, like, recruit Ben 
to help him sort oh out my God, like, maybe. all the stuff. Yeah, that'd be good. I would love that. Big, big fan of that. Yeah. And also uh, Lola, right? Yeah. Because we're supposed to think they're not together at the moment, but we kind of know that they probably have reunited. It's so ridiculous, though. Ben's gay. He's gay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wonder if it's if it's a reunion as a in a parent sense. It's co-parenting. Co-parenting. Yeah. Lovely Fine. modern family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what though? We're kind of going a bit left, right, and centre here. But I did want to just briefly mention. I thought, um, and it's all. I think there was like various moments that you saw it when. So when Bernie attempted to say Asalaamu Alaikum to Habiba. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was really cute. But there was like lots of moments of like religious language and uh, scenes and stuff. And I thought actually EastEnders did it really, really nicely. Like Dr. Legg's funeral. Yeah. They covered like the Jewish rituals really well. And then uh, Mass did a prayer, a Muslim prayer, which, which just means like we come from God and to God we return. So you kind of say it during funerals yeah. and stuff. So, so there was like lots of moments where I thought actually that's good because... Again, the East End, but also like, yeah, that's kind of life, like people encounter Yeah, people. and I thought an interesting thing they did was kind of wind in the older traditions of the East End right. as well. Right. Like not being upset that people hadn't closed their yeah. curtains. Right. It was, yeah, it and was like nice to see all of those different things. Yeah, and, and also people weren't antagonised by it. I thought there was, a, there was a, a moment, and I think it was good that they did a nod to this when Stuart was a bit like, oh, what are they... You know, when the, the Jewish clergy had gone in to see Dr. Lynn's yeah. body. I was going to ask you about that because because they you've obviously had this theory that they're bringing Stuart around and going to yeah, do Billy yeah, Mitchell. Yeah. He's going to be a yeah. good character. Yeah. But I felt like that gave us a little hint of like he was the only person being a dickhead about it and being really like shirty about it and like, yeah. But yeah, that's interesting because the way I saw it was somebody on a different point at their journey about learning these things yeah so like you had the more mature characters who this was like this is just another person's religion and we're going to respect that and learn about it and understand it and actually just on a side note um and i hadn't properly realized this the the similarities between islam and judaism in terms of like the rituals that each engage in are particularly around the time of death is like it's really fascinating so like you know, burying the body within 24 hours, washing the body, etc. So, yeah, I thought that was that was quite interesting. Yeah. But then on Stuart, as I say, I think it was mainly because, um, for me, it was like they needed a character. They needed to show that, okay, there are some people who don't understand this. Yeah, and they usually do that. Right. But I, I think they would normally pick, if it wasn't meant to mean something else, they would normally pick someone who were a bit more sympathetic to you already to... <laughs> flag up that stuff so <laughs> you, you don't think that do you think there's any path to of redemption for Stuart well I was actually wondering about Stuart and Rainey mm. this week like I know they brief they only barely had an interaction but there was just that moment they were in the kitchen when I suddenly thought and they kind of looked at each other and I just thought oh are they gonna like have those characters cross mm. paths because I feel like that could go either way like mm. they could either drag each other down right right <laughs> or they could redeem each other right and also, it's just occurred to me, Stuart has got the kind of look of, uh, of Phil Mitchell, maybe a bit less florid, but you could see him taking on the, the um, junkie Phil yeah. role quite easily. He's certainly in a vulnerable position right, to addiction. Right. Rainey's obviously having a bit of a relapse. Yeah. Um, but I mean, who can blame her, really? Yeah, like, Max is awful. A, he's so awful. He's such a bad man. It's weird as well, though, how like he is objectively 
quite a bad man, yet he's still presented as like, I don't know, look, I'm not, you know, one for entirely damning a person or a character, etc. But like, he's given so many more chances and so much more opportunity than he actually deserves. He's done very few good things on the spec. Because even <laughs> yeah, you think about right. like Phil Mitchell, right. he's got his good size and he's done his good deeds. Right. What has Max done? Genuinely, ever? it's so little. <laughs> it's so little. Like, And also, he's about to... I think we're going to see an even more angry side to Max because it looks like he's probably not going to get the restaurant then, is he? Do yeah, you, do you reckon there's going to be like a standoff? I don't know. The whole Ikra Habiba restaurant thing confuses me slightly, but... <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But um, actually, it's been a week of, uh, despite what I said last week about business deals going through really quickly, it's been a week of business deals falling through. Yeah. Because there was obviously the Mel selling the club. Uh, um, she's yeah, now reneged she on that. Yeah, she was back in the club and I was like, why is Mel in the yeah, club? Didn't she sell yeah. her a bit of it? But yeah, as right. we found out, I didn't go through straight away. <laughs> no, it didn't go through straight away. So <laughs> I, take, I take it back. What was funny is Sharon getting billed to take the till. To, um, was it the till that they that he ran off with to stop Mel from uh, being oh, able to yeah. work in the club? <laughs> Can I just say I am loving breakdown Mel. <laughs> She's hilarious. So what you're saying is that when like Mel was like in charge of her like faculties and was kind of plowing her way through as a strong female character, you weren't a fan. Boring and uptight. <laughs> no. Now she's all like Larry and drunk all the time. Love it. But Kathy's given her a pep talk. Yeah, although she doesn't even know what she's done there. Oh my God. Has Kathy yeah. put her son in danger? I'm excited about the storyline. I also didn't see it coming. The Ian and Mel reunion. Yes. Oh God. How is Ian going to withstand this? I mean, he's already goes around her like a puppy dog. I know, but like when it finally, I mean, I'm looking quite far ahead. Yeah. But like maybe they'll get engaged again. Oh God. When it finally falls apart. How is Ian going to be able to cope? I mean, the thing is, is that, look, I'm not, you know, one for saying that people can only date within their league, whatever that means. But, you know, there was something plausible about Ian and Mel the first time round. It looks so ludicrous right now. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Ian will fall for it because he's an idiot. But if you were like, you know, if I was Ian and like somebody that attractive, or do you know what I mean? Like you you would kind of go like, hmm... I don't know what, and particularly someone who's shown, shown so little interest in you, like, since they've come back. She's been callous, right. if anything. <laughs> right, right. Do you know what might happen, though? I just thought, another prediction for the future. Oh, yeah. Because obviously Bobby Beale's coming back. Bobby Beale. And he, there's, they've already drawn up parallels between Bobby and Hunter. Yeah, they have, yeah. Like, yeah. do you think, maybe Mel will get really attached to Bobby as some sort of, like, surrogate son that she can rehabilitate? And oh then maybe God. she'll, like, want to be part of the Beale family. That's so and then it dark. will come out. That's so dark. So she'll actually genuinely fall in love with Ian. But Ian will find out that initially she was tricking him. Maybe. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love... You should start... You should write in to B, BBC EastEnders storyline <laughs> team. storyline for you. Right. Exactly. Do you know what? I hear people actually do that. They send in storyline suggestions. Do they? Yeah. Do you get, like, royalties if it gets used? I, I very much doubt it. <laughs> so what? The EastEnders... Right, it's just crowdsourcing right, the storylines. Right. Do you know what we should do an episode of? Because I'm, I've not actually seen it, but I'm absolutely certain it exists. Is EastEnders fan fiction? Mm. I think there's got to be some great fan fiction. Out I there. think I have seen some yeah. EastEnders fan yeah. fiction. Yeah, yeah, I had a look on Tumblr once yeah. to see. 
That, that definitely is something. When you say had a look, do you mean right? Just had a look. You Just know. had a look. Yeah, um, a friend of mine yeah, a friend used of to mine. write some on a secret <laughs> yeah. blog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you know the thing about fan fiction that I always find amusing is that it always just ends up being erotica. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not. Like, it's never just a story. <laughs> it's always just people pairing up, like, characters they want to see together in steamy situations. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Actually, something I meant to tell you. After oh, yeah. we did our first episode, yeah. um, and we were talking about, like, how long we've both watched EastEnders for, and I said that I didn't watch it as a kid. And then later on, I was I had this memory of... Because I did watch intently the Saskia-Steve storyline where Steve kills Saskia and he framed Matthew Rose. Yeah. Who I was, as how old, however old I was, like completely in love with whoever that character was. That was early 2000s. So was it? Yeah, I think it might have been 2000 or like 2001. I had yeah. such a crush yeah, on Matthew yeah, Rose. Yeah, and yeah. I think... I mean, this is intensely embarrassing and I yeah. shouldn't be saying it on a podcast. I'm pretty sure I wrote him like a fan letter. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that's so adorable. Did you get, because they usually have like stock um, piles of signed photos. That they get anything back. Oh, God. Did you yeah. fall out of love with him after that? I mean, I was quite, I think I moved on to someone in Grange Hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. So I must have watched it when I was a kid, turns out. Well, yeah, because actually I remember that episode, the first episode, I remember that episode, mm. that that long time ago, three weeks ago, when you were talking about like that Saskia and Matthew, and I was like, I swear Una said she only started watching it like... Yeah, well, my grandma actually did used to watch it, so yeah. maybe it's just when I stayed at her house. But anyway, little embarrassing fact about me. I love an embarrassing <laughs> fact. Also, just, this is, there's no segue to this, but I've just looked at it in my notes, and this is going to have to become a segment. Another person bursting into the Mitchell's back door. When oh I say another God. person, the same person. <laughs> but for God's sake. Sort it out, guys. What is that? <laughs> like, and also, like, does that mean sometimes, like, they just burst into the door and there's just nobody in? Must be. I mean. <laughs> because sometimes, like, Sharon will just come into the kitchen from another part of the house. Right. And then Karen bursts in. Yeah, right. And, and what was Karen's plan? Was she going to go into the lounge if they weren't in the kitchen? Who knows? Just have a little route around the house. Like, and just knock, maybe. I mean, doorbells. <laughs> also, why don't they use the front door? Yeah, it's, it's quite over-familiar, I think, to just, like, come around to the back door, even if you're going to knock. Also, but... you're only ever over-familiar with people you like, surely. Yeah, by the way, great move from Louise. Oh my God, yeah, go Louise. Really smart. I kind of don't like her as a character, but actually I thought she she did really well. I'm getting to like her more and I think they've been gradually transitioning her from this sort of like annoying brat yeah. to a real person yeah, with empathy yeah. for other people. Right, so right. She might be, yeah, I think she could be like quite a good grown up character. Another one who has become a much better actor. Oh, God, yeah, time. massively so, yeah. hugely so. Um, but obviously, she's got a love rival in Sharon. Mm-hmm. And that line, do you want to remind the listeners that line that Sharon gave them? Like, um, I just um, want the man I love home. Mm, <gasps> so I love a double meaning. Oh, my God. Well, Phil's getting like, she's talking about me. She's not, well, but is she talking about Phil? No, she's talking about Keanu. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I feel like they're leaving it ambiguous. Do you think she's in love with both of them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because she's still, she's not like fed up with Phil in the same way that she was when it's when the affair started. Right, right. But um, 
I mean, he is awful, though. Mm. Imagine being married to Phil Mitchell, and it's yeah. such a like classic sort of downtrodden woman situation where no, she has right. to do everything for him and like plan <laughs> right. everything and sort right. everything out. Right. Nightmare. And be a hero every so often. Yeah. As opposed to being able to live just a decent, happy life. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I'm sure like dating a 19 year old instead is going to have its downsides. So maybe she should find a middle ground. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you pair Sharon with? Oh, do you know what? I'm so sad that about that. De- you know, obviously Dennis was her best love mm. oh, was it dennis yeah dennis uh I, dennis's father i yeah was it both i can't remember like what how that all ended well uh dennis was murdered oh yeah yeah um it was all it was all part of and we need to go back and check this but it was all part of the gangster storyline um yeah there was a whole gangster thing going on and he was walking towards his love past the vic and then somebody stabs him and then that's the... And also, wasn't there a fireman that Sharon had a big affair with who died, who actually died in a fire? Really? Yeah, coming to rescue someone. That. I must have not watched that it. That was a big romance. It was quite brief, but it was like really well done. Like, yeah. I think it was an old mate of Ian's. Oh, mm, okay. Yeah. I do think Sharon deserves better. Right. But she's also quite irritating <laughs> as a person. How so. dare you? I stand for Sharon. I love Sharon so much. I mean, she's got to be... Look, think about particularly given the icons that have, like, left or died. Um, She's the only... Maybe Phil Mitchell. Well, he's definitely an icon, but, like, in terms of female icons on the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's Kat Slater, I think. Yeah, modern day icon. Yeah, yeah, modern day, but, like, it's very much has become... Are you putting her above Sharon in the icon league? Yeah. Oh, God. I think we're yeah, gonna, I think so. I think we're having a falling out, listeners. <laughs> this is two generations. This, EastEnders this listeners. is awful. How dare you? Okay, <laughs> we're going to have to do a showdown special. Oh, my God. Sharon versus Cat. We'll have like a storyline off. Yeah. Well, so we have I'll a storyline off, a family off. Who's got the better family? Mitchells or the Slaters? Mitchell versus Slaters. Slaters. Right? Yeah, but then don't forget, Sharon's not only got the Mitchells, but she's also got Den and Angie. Yeah, true. Right. The, yeah. the child of the ultimate EastEnders couple. Again, before my time, but I've come across them on Wikipedia right, many a right, time. Right, right. <laughs> huge, huge storyline. Um, do you know what? I think we're um, only three episodes this week, so we've, we've covered quite a lot this week. Yeah, we have. We and it was quite a like, lighthearted, sort yeah, of yeah. easy week. They yeah. give us a bit of time off sometimes. What did you make of um, how they dealt with Mass's exit? It was a bit underwhelming, wasn't mm, it? I Does that so. mean that he's going to come back? Or they just don't give a crap about him as a character. Because <laughs> he was saying, like, in there was a conversation on in that episode, he was sort of saying, yeah, I think this is final, I think this is it. Um, who was he talking to? He was talking to someone that he, like, doesn't even really hang out with very much. It was all a bit unconvincing. Well, he spent a lot of time, obviously, kind of giving, phasing in Ikra and yeah. uh, Habiba. By the way, actually, it's just occurred to me how ludicrous that whole storyline is. Two nieces that we've never seen or heard any reference to in the show... No, never been mentioned. ...have just turned up to the square and he's given over his business to them, let them stay in the house. Like. They could not have sounded more shifty as well. <laughs> They're like... <laughs> we'll just look after the house for you. It's like, yeah. come on. It's like, this, this doesn't make any sense. No. But then, I don't know, maybe the storyline is that Mass is so ready to leave that he couldn't give a crap. Right? I think if that was Ma- Mass's final exit, it's a shame. Because mm. he's been on it for a long time and he's been a really important character. Right, right. And yeah, he didn't really get like, yeah, he didn't get the send off. 
that yeah. other characters would have got. We didn't get a Julius theme. He didn't even get the final scene in the episode. No, he didn't. He just went. I wonder if that was his choice, though, that he wanted a, a low-key exit. Maybe. Yeah, because he hasn't had a particularly significant storyline for a while, has no. he? No. No, well, I mean, obviously he's had this big romance with Kathy. Yeah, a week-long romance. <laughs> huge, huge love story there. Do you know what? I miss Matt and Jane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, do you know what? They were really well suited. Yeah. So well suited. Yeah, I'd like to see, like, them, like, two years down the line or something, coming back to the square together. What, like Ben and Lola? Yeah. Mass and Jane. <laughs> ben and Lola. Just the reunions back on the square. Bianca and Ricky. <laughs> So beautiful. Apparently the guy, the actor who's played Ricky is retired from acting, so. Really? Yeah. He's quite young, isn't well, he? He's quite young. Let's be honest. It's not like, I can't imagine he was getting offers of many other roles Probably anyway. Probably not. No. When you say retired, you've got to retire from something, right? I, I don't think I'd ever seen him in anything else. Right. Yeah, no, I hadn't seen him in anything else, to be honest. But um, yeah, I think we're, we're pretty, pretty okay. much done this so week. So who's your EastEnder of the week? I mean, super easy, Tiffany. Yeah. Just loved her this week. I think I had like a proper like moment when I was like watching her going, my word, you are genuinely an incredibly talented actor. I was like, you are absolutely brilliant. And also I really like Bernie as well. Mm. And that storyline, I find it really nice. So yeah, for me, Tiffany, hands down. Maybe they will kill her off because she might want to go off and do (sighs) some other stuff because she's still young enough that she could get out of EastEnders and go and do some other jobs. Right, right. Well, that's the thing, yeah, exactly. Because when you said about Whitney, I was a bit like, well, do you think Whitney's missed the boat now to go do something else? I guess you've never missed the boat, but still. She's been in EastEnders a long time. But then who was that one off? Um, I know you, you didn't really, you don't really watch Coronation Street, do you? No. I watched it as a kid, and Sarah Lancashire. That's right. Sarah Lancashire was like just the wife of um, this guy called Curly, kind of nice character, iconic, but for like soap level kind of iconic. But now she's like proper. She's won BAFTA. She's like mm. done everything. So maybe Whitney could because her character isn't isn't kind of like. A caricature in the yeah, same yeah. way as, like, say, Bianca right. or, like, Ricky. Was, right. Yeah, right. maybe. Well, who's who's your uh, EastEnder of the Week? My EastEnder of the Week this week is Karen. Yeah. Um, love Karen. Yeah, I love angry yeah, Karen. Yeah, Brilliant. She 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 acted really well. This mm, week as well. She was amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's why she's my EastEnder of the Week, because she, like, we she does a lot of comedy, but I like, and like she has had a bit of serious storylines as well. Like they don't just have her as a comedy character, but I like that she's getting a bit more depth right. into her storylines. And that's the side of the Mitch storyline mm, that I do like. It's right. her kind of like coping with that whole thing. And she's kind of got so much on that she just can't be asked to like be angry with him or like invest yeah, right. a lot of time into sorting out right. that relationship. So I'm enjoying seeing, yeah, a bit more of the serious side of Karen. Yeah. And also the angry side. Yeah. yeah. And she's she's doing both of them really well. And and on the Mitch side of things, I think that's a nice touch that, you know, obviously I think in Soplan, like you're either with someone or like you hate them, etc. And actually it's nice to show that complexity that like yeah. there's somebody you used to care for and you know that being with them would be an absolute nightmare because they're a complete waste man. Um, but at the same time, yeah, you're still there's somebody you cared for, and like, yeah, you're his gonna father is his son, right? And he's and around, gonna lean on him, and he's and he's being decent, yeah, right, sort of on but... instruction by his like six year old daughter, <laughs> or however, however old she is, but um, yeah, yeah. What are yeah, you thinking so about Karen? What What about uh, next week? What do you think they've set up for next week? I'm, I'm assuming it's a four episode week next week. Are we gonna see Mel move in? Oh my god, move in on Ian. 
Oh, my word. So Ian has, he went to New Zealand, right? Oh, yeah. To go see Peter. When did he go? Like a week ago? I mean, in soap terms, it's perfectly reasonable to like pop to New Zealand for a weekend or something. Fine, so, yeah. Um, yeah, he'll probably be back. Ian and I think, Mel. I think we'll see that week. Mm. Obviously, Habiba and Ikra, we'll see a lot more of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, do you know what it is? Obviously, it's a double disappointment because I was like, oh, yeah, they've, at least they're replacing one South Asian character with two. Um, and it's like, oh, God, they could have been better. I just want to get over this first few awkward weeks yeah. of them settling in and overacting to that extent. I mean, to be fair, and I don't think he's got hugely better, but definitely better. Danny Dyer was pretty awful when he started. I loved Danny Dyer from day one. <laughs> Danny Dyer saved EastEnders, in my opinion. That that moment of him and the rest of his clan turning up to, to confront the Mitchells. He he did it. Do you know what it is? I think we're putting maybe, we're being unfair to the actors here and the writers have not mm. done a good job. Because yeah, like Danny Dyer did overact and right. he's got a lot better, but they wrote it skillfully right. to kind of accommodate for that character. It's and they've done a really yeah. bad job, I think, so and, far with Ikra and Habiba. And what worries me about those two, particularly with Mass leaving, is, you know, with Danny Dyer, even with Ronnie and Roxy, they had a link to the square to, like, important families or important characters, while Ikra and Habiba, they're just not going to have that. So unless they bring back some of the you know masses family yeah um then i don't know I don't they're know setting they're up a bond with the slaters though aren't they yeah like so maybe that's going to be the way in for it i hope so but um it's going to be need to be more than just giving we don't need to like bring saeed and christian to... back to babysit them for a bit Una, don't say things like that unless you know that's going to happen all right <laughs> we, don't, hopes up. we don't need these kind of promises that can't be delivered on um, no, but yeah, it's true that they need somebody to come back from that family because all they need to rapidly build up, like, I, I don't want to sound awful, but it's kind of, because even Ruby coming back, she, she was really close to Stacy. So yeah. there was a link pretty quickly. Um, yeah, with the others. Actually, you know what we haven't mentioned at all? Well, we've mentioned it briefly, but, um, what do you make of the whole like Lofty and Mary the Punk coming back? It was nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a weird yeah. episode. It was an anniversary episode. Yeah, so yeah. What, what did we work out? Was it 30, 34th? 34th anniversary of the yeah. first episode of EastEnders. Yeah. So it was, that's why nothing happened <laughs> and all the characters just reminisced. But fine. I, I, I thought it was it's quite nice. sweet. And actually, we threw our little search to, to find out when the anniversary was. Um, we saw that Dr. Leg was in the first ever episode. So yeah. little little full I circle. Think, I think Lofty and Mary were both original they were, yeah. Were they original? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah, it was very, yeah, very right. old school. Sorry, back. Right. I mean, their acting wasn't great either. No. Um, <laughs> but, um, but you know, good Good. they brought them back. I thought it was a, a nice touch. And it meant we could see a bit of Dot as well. Yeah. I, I thought they were going to keep them around for a bit longer, but fair Yeah, because they made quite a big deal of bringing them back, didn't they? Yeah, and It was right. just a, like, hi. Although Lofty's check for Michelle. Right. For Vicky, right? I'm so confused. Was there an insinuation that he was Vicky's father? Is that what was going on? Well, there? so I did my Googling. Very good. <laughs> good. I'm glad one of us is on it. Um, and so Vicky was not Lofty's daughter, but I think for a while he thought he might be the father and Michelle kind of strung him along. Oh, and then he found out he wasn't. And then he said, fine, I'll be a father anyway and oh, I'll look after it. Yeah, and yeah. I think they were going to do that. And then yeah. she dropped him. 
Um, so he's always had a kind of affection. Yeah, and he was ready to like really step in, yeah. like be the dad there. So and he and I think they kind of were indicating that he didn't have any or he didn't reference any kids of his own. Mm. So maybe that was his kind of thing: is that I've made all of this money, but I've got yeah. no one to spend it on. So but it was a weird one. I was like, are they gonna? I couldn't quite tell if they're gonna follow that up or if it was just a little like throwaway thing for people who knew that storyline. I'm, I think it's the latter, to be honest. Which, look, if you've got that kind of nostalgia, then I think it'll be a nice little nod. Yeah. Um, if you don't really know about it, then fine, whatever. It was a bit, because it's a lot of money. Yeah. It wasn't like, two, it was 20, 20 grand. Yeah. My word. She was broke though, wasn't she, Michelle, right. when she was on the yeah, show? Yeah, so. that's true. I mean, obviously it's for Vicky. But. I mean, I absolutely love my parents, but I'd love it if somebody who like, once was fond of me as a child, decided to just give me 20k as an adult. Amazing, yeah. I mean... I'm putting an actual appeal out there. <laughs> Anybody who likes me, feel free to send me money. I will accept PayPal, Monzo, anything. Actually, I don't have Monzo. Just cash. Just give me cash. Yeah. If you could just, yeah, general call out for the podcast. What we want to do is quit our jobs and just talk about EastEnders. Oh my God, please. Five days a week, please. really. Tell your so. friends. Tell your friends. Actually, should we do some podcast plugging now? Given that we've started, started begging for cash. Yeah. <laughs> please, can you, if you don't want to send us your cash, please subscribe to us Yeah. on whatever podcast app you're using. I think we're on all of them now, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're on all of them. Yeah. We're definitely on iTunes. Please, can you give us a review on iTunes? Please, please. Have we had any reviews yet? Any? Yeah, we've got one five-star review. Was it you? No, <laughs> it was one of my best friends. Oh, <laughs> that's good thank you rosie yeah right and i hear that um my housemate has been spreading the word his podcast so shout out to uh the new listeners that we've got yeah tell your friends right and do you know what as i've discovered you can listen to this podcast and not watch eastenders obviously we strongly recommend you watch eastenders but listen to the podcast we have had a few people say they enjoyed it right regardless of the show i'd say we're better than eastenders no i'm joking (laughs) i'm joking i'm joking that is our ultimate aim though right yeah. You can help us get there. I think uh, I think we've wrapped up uh, yeah. another episode of uh, Get Out of My Pod. We've done it. Wait, hang on. There's one more outstanding thing. What's that, Una? Last week, I did the accent. Everybody loved it. That's the end of the podcast, guys. So we're, all, said, we're, all going, we're all going over. You're going to have to do the accent what? next week now. What? <clears throat> all right, fine. Fine. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm going to step away from the mic a bit because I feel like I need to bellow this out. Okay. All right. Am I doing Get Out of My Pod or Get Out of My Pub? You didn't get out of my pub. Get out of my pub. All right. Get out of my pub. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. 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 Your initial reaction doesn't tell me you thought it was great. Um, it needs a little bit of work, but you put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to just watch the commitment. Peggy Mitchell clips on repeat. repeat. <laughs> yeah. By the way, actually. You still the, got your, your Midlands vowels. I so. can't. I can't do an mm. East End, an East End accent. By the way, the intro clip that we use, I don't know if anybody spotted, there's also um, the other character that you hear in it is um, Pat. Yeah. And I found this great scene of like them just going at it over the bar, like Peggy telling her to get out and Pat's like, just with her hands in her pockets in a big leopard skin, leopard skin coat, dangly earrings, going like, I'm not going anywhere. See, this is what we eventually want from Habiba and Ikra. <laughs> that kind of oh grit back on the square. Come on. Oh my God, I'd love it if they were the next Pat and Peggy. <laughs> yeah. So amazing. Anyway, all right. Well, bye, guys. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.